Back in February of this year, the folks at Research Co. did their annual Royal Family Monarchy Poll across Canada. And in February of this year, they published the following headline. Popularity of Monarchy and Royal Family Sinking Fast in Canada. We've had a few developments, of course, in the Royal Family with the death of the Queen and the ascension of Charles III. And this has uh, produced an unusual new, not annual in February, kind of poll from the folks at Research Co., it's President Mario Canseco is with us with some numbers. Mario, good morning. Good morning, Sterling. Great to be here with you. Well, it's good to have you back with us, Mario. And we talked about this. We touched on this very briefly last time you and I talked because it was at the time of the death of the Queen when we had that conversation. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but several polling outlets across Canada had already published findings indicating a, a changing sentiment across the, the population. So you got uh, your team out and conducted a new poll of your own. Tell us what you found, please. Well, we see a shift in the way people are feeling about the constitutional future of the country. Um, back in February, we had 49% of Canadians who uh, said that they wanted Canada to have an elected head of state. Uh, that is now down to 36%. And we have an increase in how many want Canada to remain a monarchy. We were at 21% back in February. We're at 31% this month. So the numbers are very similar to what we used to find in 2010 or in 2019, we still have a, a slightly larger proportion of Canadians who are yearning for the opportunity to have an elected head of state. Um, but the level of animosity towards the monarchy is not as low as it was seven months ago. Interesting. It's true because there, there is a sentiment, so fairly widely felt, Mario, that a lot of Canadians, a lot of uh, people who are in the Commonwealth, would have favored kind of a skipping from Elizabeth to William and been a lot happier. Uh, it's Charles himself that has a kind of a, an unfavorable uh, sentiment among a lot of his would-be subjects. Well, this is going to be one of the major challenges for the king. The fact that we continue to have a significantly larger proportion of Canadians who believe that it would have been a better choice to have uh, King William uh -huh. instead of King Charles. So mm -hmm. We have 55% of Canadians who say they would have preferred to see William ascending the throne. It's 57% with people... Uh, sorry, it's 58% um, with middle-aged Canadians. It's 57% for women... So this really is an interesting scenario in the sense of trying to find this unity uh, with uh, a king that is right now at a slightly higher level of favorability than what we saw back in February, but with so many believing that um, the uh, queen should have skipped the generation in a way. Interesting stuff. Are there any sentiments? This is quite fresh material we're talking about this morning. This is very recent polling survey stuff. Are there, uh, did you ask about, for example, what people expect of King Charles III uh, in terms of what he might accomplish during his reign? Well, there are a couple of issues that really jumped out of the page uh, for us. Uh, one of them is the cost of reconciliation with indigenous peoples. We have 69% of Canadians who want the new king to advance this cause. The numbers are high across the entire country, across both genders and all generations. I think this is an issue that has really taken prominence over the past few years, and it's something that will need to be addressed by the king okay. if he wants his popularity to be higher. The other one, and this goes back to a moment in when, uh, when he was still Prince Charles in the 80s and 90s, he was advancing the cause of environmental uh, issues. Very much and so, yes. 74% of Canadians would say, well, 
you should make a commitment as monarch to reduce the carbon footprint of the entire royal family. You know, we've seen the photo ops, we talk about organic carrots and so on, uh, but we still have a large number of people who are jet-setting all over the world and, and <laughs> flying on, on, on jets consistently. So there is an aspect, and this is something that he can do as a monarch. He can set specific guidelines as far as what is going to be happening when it comes to the carbon footprint. So because of the concerns of Canadians with reconciliation and with uh, the environment, and doing something on these two fronts could definitely help him have a higher favorability rating. He's now lower than 50%. It's higher than the number he had when he was still the heir to the throne, but significantly lower than the sometimes close to 80% that we used to see for Queen Elizabeth. Oh, no question about that part, of course. Uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the uh, the assignments that uh, we expect of King Charles. Uh, again, we talked about the goals in terms of environmental action and, and reconciliation and that sort of thing. But now let's also talk for a moment. If you ask the question, I'm curious about this, because you talked about people, a certain percentage of Canadians actually favoring an elected head of state. Did you dive into that at all? If, if we were to say, uh, do the Republican, exercise the Republican option and do away with the monarchy. And of course, it's a, a tedious process. It could probably never happen with the requirements of constitutional amendments. But were we to do that, what, would, what was the formula advanced by people saying, well, if you're going to do that, somebody has to sign this stuff into law and be the head of state. Who would that be? Well, I think what we have more than anything is uh, something that is a little bit similar to the system that we have in place in several European countries. I'm thinking a place like Italy, for instance, where you have a president that is chosen directly by the legislature and there's sometimes elections. Uh, there's a possibility to have that man or woman to be your head of state, somebody right. who's going to be essentially the same role that we have for the governor general. And, and this is a, a very uh, important issue for, for many Italians. They want to have somebody who represents them who is not necessarily the political person that you have in the uh, in, in the actual head of government. Sure. Um, oddly enough, they're having elections this this weekend. <laughs> um, what is fascinating to me is it's so complex that even though we continue to have a slightly larger proportion of Canadians saying that they want to have a, an elected head of state, we still have a majority who think that this is not going to happen within the next couple of decades. Right. And I think there was an expectation particularly from those who are dead set against having a monarchy, that this was going to exacerbate feelings. Now, it hasn't happened immediately. We're still uh, just a week and a half away from the announcement of the Queen's demise. Sure. And we have uh, the numbers going back to the level that they had four or five years ago. So it hasn't happened immediately. I think people might have expected everything to happen very quickly. A specific federal political party advancing this cause, aside from the Bloc Québécois, nobody has talked about this. So it's not going to happen quickly. But even if we had a federal political party talking about this, the complexities of constitutional reform in Canada, as we learned in the 80s and early 90s, are just too difficult to deal with. Interesting stuff. Well, it's uh, always great to get the freshest possible information, and nobody serves it up quite like you, Mario. We're very delighted to have you join us again and bring us up to date on this. Obviously, something everyone's talking about these days. As you said, it's only been 10 days since King Charles III. Thanks for this. Thank you, Sterling. Anytime.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.